2: plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: march 23rd 2021 edible spoons asteroid awareness give me liberty death or cookies youth rallies and famous peonies shakespeare's skull and Aussie man reviews this is awesome today Awesome Today is a mostly daily podcast, or it might be part of a double-blind study conducted by the CIA, effectively an extension of old mind-control studies like MKUltra. If you don't like it, please continue to listen anyway, so that our data gathering is not compromised.
0: Hello. And hello. How are you?
2: i am march 23rd
1: good we've made
0: it looks like we've made it
2: thank you thank you now that'll be stuck in my head
0: yeah we did it though we're in spring we are in spring it's tuesday
2: we didn't make it all the way to a monday episode so sorry about that yeah it happens in a sometimes daily show
0: mm-hmm yes i hope no one was wildly offended Maybe just, you could be a little
2: offended. I did did at least go into the super secret Facebook page (laughs) that's super hard to be a member of, and I entered in the things to celebrate if today is your birthday, or yesterday, in fact.
0: You did. I was having a procedure done this morning. You did that.
2: Yep. Megan had a sex change operation.
0: Nope, not going to do that, but I did have some dental work done. I'll talk about it later. Okay. Now, it is, and this is the absolute truth. It is National Chip and Dip Day. Mm -hmm. Okay, now it's pretty straightforward. Obviously, it's the recognition of chips as their God given right to be edible spoons. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) What they were created for, with a nod toward whatever you might be eating with a chip spoon. There's a little bit of a
2: historical nod that goes back to hummus.
0: Oh, you're a big hummus fan. I love some hummus, and you get the pita and you scoop it, and it's good. You feel like we should reject this as a national holiday.
2: I do. What I should do. It be
0: instead? This
2: is—it's a culinary prescription. Okay. It's hey, people, use a chip spoon twice a week or as needed.
0: <laughs> or as needed. Um, favorite chip and dip combo on top of your head. Here we go. Ooh, man, that's hard. Okay, it doesn't have to be favorite. Like, if you—if I could put a platter of chip and dip in front of you right now, it doesn't have to be your favorite. What would you like to see on that platter?
2: I enjoy a tortilla chip Sure. with, I hate to say salsa because that's such a, it so often ends up being ketchup with chunks in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to have a, a very almost like pico de gallo type consistency, yes. heavy lime, okay. and just lots of chunky
0: goodness goodness
2: in there. That's delightful. Yeah. I love Fritos and bean dip.
0: Mm, who doesn't?
2: And just a regular old... Ruffles potato chip with Mm. sour cream and onion dip. I'll eat that until I have (laughs) gastrointestinal issues.
0: And then you'll eat some more. And then I'll eat more. (laughs) I like all of those things. I also... I really like a spinach and artichoke dip. Oh, yeah! It's a it's a little controversial to pair that with a chip. I would personally put it with like a really light tasting tortilla chip, to where you get the real full flavor of the spinach artichoke dip. Mm-hmm. However, I could stand to be corrected. On what that. do you? What's your What's your stance
2: on the black corn tortilla chip?
0: Oh, I enjoy them. There's something of a novelty. I don't know that it changes up the flavor that much, but sure, I'll eat that. No
2: problem. Okay. Um, what about our kids are fascinated with the hot chips?
0: Oh, man, especially, especially our 13 year old. Mm-hmm. Hot chips are all the rage with the kids these yeah. days. I don't know. It's not a very culinary pleasing hot. It's pretty fakey, but right. some of them are, do get real hot. Well, a j picked up the spicy barbecue ruffles over the weekend. I don't even right? know. I
2: refused to look at it. It made me angry.
0: They were fine. I tried some. They weren't that hot. They were they're kind of like those purple bag doritos. that what is it? spicy range. I don't know. Drinks. I almost
2: spouted off a 15-word long streak of profanity of some name I was going to assign to it and invariably offend several groups of people.
0: Okay. Well, let's, So it's
2: good you didn't pause long enough for me to do that.
0: Let's not go into the unawesome. Let's stay focused. It's chip and dip day. Please serve to your own self your favorite chips and or dip. Do it all together. Okay. And celebrate responsibly.
2: Yes. <laughs> do not... <laughs> continue to eat after vomiting
0: no i mean i guess it's your life if you want to do that you can i we would we would say we don't recommend it
2: it's probably a medical condition (laughs) if we're being fair okay i you just made the request that we keep it awesome unfortunately i'll break that rule now ten perhaps, perhaps. Already? This early in the freaking episode? I was feeling a bit controversial today. Not in the sense that we're going to talk about anything that anybody cares about okay. in terms of controversy. Sure. We're not here to talk about uh, the patriarchy, the matriarchy, pro-life, pro-abortion, <laughs> any of that stuff. If, okay? you, if
0: you're coming to Austin today for those discussions, may we direct you somewhere else? You're
2: plainly going to be mad at me. Okay. If you do. Okay. Because... I will always make at least half of the people mad all of the time. There we go. That's my stance.
0: That's your um, life mantra.
2: Well, number two holiday for today. National Near Miss Day. Oh, dear. Sounds scary. Yeah, it is. As the story goes, on March 23rd of 1989, an asteroid the size of a mountain came very close to colliding with the Earth, which is where we live, hmm. for anyone unaware of that. Okay. Okay. That's where we are. An asteroid, you say. We barely escaped an apocalypse. Mm. And this event caused humanity to realize that we have no control over the universe.
0: I think that's a given for most people.
2: Shut up. I'm going to go through this. Because this all sounds like a big deal. Yeah. And I think it's a steamy load of turds. So I'm going to dismantle it.
0: You're you're breaking down a national holiday just because you're in a cantankerous mood?
2: Yes, that's what I do. Okay. Be careful. Keep me happy on your birthday or that'll be the next one we dismantle. (laughs) (laughs) Number one. Okay. The asteroid was the size of a mountain, was it? Was it? (laughs) Maybe. In fact, there's no universally accepted definition of what that even
0: is. Wait, pause. I know some of you... ...are partnered with in some way an Enneagram 5 in your life. If you're not, welcome to our world. You need this. This is what you it's like. You <laughs> need
2: someone forced into this false hog pen of a title, Type 5 or in whatever, to help you know the truth, damn it. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, a mere 85 to 90 miles south from where your very own Awesome Today hosts currently sit and record is mount scott mount scott of
0: oklahoma
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. have you heard of it no nope, probably of the, not <laughs> the, a mountain in the great plains you say yeah um from its base to its highest point it is 823 feet or 251
0: meters thank you for providing the international context is that a porch pirate no it is a porch on, pirate we'll touch on
2: that later they better just Making be dropping something off okay. um now in, if you live in the uk or the Republic of Ireland, or just happen to know things about those two places, or either one of them, they define a mountain as minimally being 2,000 Whoa! feet tall, or 610 meters. That's,
0: that's significant.
2: That's a hell of a lot more than 823 feet, mm-hmm. to go all the whole way to 2,000. Um, now, even within these variable measurements around the globe, we can't even agree how to measure it to begin with. Okay, is it as it relates to sea level? Mm. Others would insist, no, no, it's how it relates to the surrounding terrain, and that's how they say it. No, no, they get all douchey about it. Yeah, it's it's a contentious group, the mountain measurers. Certainly, um, at one time, the U.S. Board on Geographic Names, and yeah. oh yeah. That's a thing.
0: Sure, why not?
2: They defined a mountain as 300 meters or 980 feet above the surrounding terrain, mm. which would make Mount Scott technically a
0: hill. Please don't tell Oklahomans that. They'll be deeply well, disappointed.
2: They'll get in their jeeps and they'll go mudding on it and show you. That's for sure. Because I don't even, I'm not even sure. I guess there's a few rocks there. Somebody like dropped them out of their pocket or something. <laughs> um, in any event, the this definition though, that they, the, They came up with was abandoned in the 1970s when the USGS was like, hey, uh, look, none of these terms even have a technical definition in the U.S.
0: It's real loosey goosey around here.
2: Yeah. Don't don't bring that into the court of geographical law.
0: Okay,
2: It has no no foundation, no footing.
0: There's no precedent.
2: No precedent. They were they were very agitated by it. all. Clearly. Um, When this happened, of course. All mayhem, all sorts of mayhem broke out. Mm. Perhaps people, even being willy nilly, were making mountains out of hills. Oh no! Some sources claim even making mountains out of molehills.
0: What else are you supposed to do when they say there's no there's no boundary definition here?
2: I, if you want to yeah, call it a mountain, it's a free for all.
0: Looking at you, Arbuckle. Absolute
2: free for all. The yeah. WWF wishes. That's the World Wrestling Federation, which I believe no longer exists, but in any event. Oh. Yeah, they, uh, they would have even thought, this, this is above above what's necessary. Okay. That's just point number one.
0: Oh, my. Oh, here we go.
2: Point number two. A full year, one full year after the, quote, discovery of this near-miss. That happened in
0: 1989. Sci- in
2: yeah. uh, Scientists determined that the near-miss asteroid had a diameter of 300 meters or maybe 800 meters. They don't know. They couldn't agree on it. And, and they can't even agree on what it is, much less know what to compare it against. I mean... Well, you... it was bigger than Mount Scott. And that has the word Mount. It's not even abbreviated. It's spelled out. M-O-U-N-T.
0: <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Just, it's pretty it's
2: preposterous.
0: I mean, to be fair, they're trying to measure a moving object in space. I think we can cut them a little slack.
2: Listen, I am a person of the maths. Okay. And what they did, what they did was laughable. Mm. Laughable, I okay. say. Okay. Number three, this, quote, near-miss with apocalypse. Well, it was at a distance of 500,000 miles. Mm. And maybe, 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 in terms of the vastness of space, maybe that's a near-miss. Sure. I guess. Yeah. If you happen to be residing on Uranus and you're like, oh, we're a lot farther than that, then, yeah, it was a near-miss for us and mm. you didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um Now, the distance from the Earth to the moon is about half of that. So maybe we should constantly be pants-crapping that the moon might collide with us and create apocalypse. I don't know. Um, I just don't know. But with that distance thing, also take into consideration the size comparison of the two. And I don't know why, just because I felt like looking it up. Okay. The moon is 11,580 times larger than this asteroid.
0: Okay.
2: Which begs the question, does it even deserve the full name asteroid, or should it be abbreviated to (laughs) (laughs) Ass? Yeah, I went there. Yeah, you did. Um, One other perspective to take, different approach, different consideration. This asteroid was so far away from Earth as it passed that it wasn't until... Several days later, on the 31st of March, that scientists even discovered that it had passed.
0: They were like, oh, hey. Hey, guys. Hey, what was that? Did, did anyone notice? It's like, moving away from us. Over a week ago?
2: Did we poop an asteroid?
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Preposterous.
0: That's worth noting.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, four. Point number four. The uh, statement... That this event caused humanity to realize that we have no control over the universe. Well, that that seems to assume that beforehand, uh, before an event that no one even noticed until it was already over, Mm -hmm. that we'd all assumed that, in fact, we controlled the universe. Yeah. Now, I personally have never assumed that we controlled the universe. No. But, hey, maybe some people did. And maybe as many as 300 people assumed that we did. And lacking any technical definitions, it was determined that a mountain of people believed that we could control the universe.
0: A mountain. That's what you call a group of 300 people. Yes, it's a mountain. Yes. You know, uh, a grouping of rabbits is called a fluffle. Did you know a that? A fluffle.
2: Mm-hmm. That's good to know.
0: Yeah. So, but a group of 300 people, it's called a mountain.
2: Yes. Well, as I declared it, since there's no formal definitions, <laughs> this is thus it shall be. And, the, and it shall be thus. Mm-hmm. Number five, and the last one, because probably everyone's already stopped listening at this point.
0: No, they have not. We have not even gotten to the birthdays. The March That's 23rd true. That's birthdays true. They're are coming. Yes. Hang in there.
2: Number five. Since. This 1989 brush with death.
0: Hmm. Thank goodness
2: that Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Billy Bob Thornton, Liv Tyler, Owen Wilson, hmm. and a whole slew of others—perhaps a whole mountain—a mountain, a of, mountain people, of others. Others. They banded together. They formed a team, and they agreed to save Earth from any future asteroid collisions. Hmm. The project is is codenamed Armageddon. Yes. For short. If you missed it, they made a movie out of it in 1998. They did. Which any good flat earther would tell you is NASA and Hollywood. Once again, laughing at our gullibility and believing that space travel is even possible.
0: Laughing all the way to the bank. All
2: the way to the bank on Hollywood and Vine.
0: Yeah, okay. Is there a bank there? Um, If there's not... There should be okay. Fun fact: You and I saw the movie Armageddon on our honeymoon. Yes, we
2: did. In June of ninety-eight. Highly regrettable. <laughs> Not the honeymoon, the movie.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say thanks. Thanks for that. Um, That's we, a whole story too,
2: but we yeah, we shared to
0: that. a little we, bit of it on here. Yeah. We were uh, overheated. It was yes. the hottest summer. It's hot. And we just wanted to get out We were out too of young to get a rental car. Yeah. It's like, I'll watch anything. Yep. So we watched Armageddon and the air conditioning was excellent. Yep. That's the thing I remember about that That's movie. The, the best <laughs> thing about that movie, for sure. Well, hey, if it's your birthday today, first of all, happy birthday. Yeah. If it is your birthday, you share it with American culinary pioneer, who revolutionized cooking through the introduction of precise measurements. No more pinch of this. And yeah, no, she... Def- fluffle of that. She defined the cooking mountain. She did. in her name, you know her, we know her, Fanny Farmer. Yes.
2: Unfortunate first name, but good work.
0: <laughs> you also share it with Betty Nesmith Graham. That sounds familiar to you, doesn't it? You're thinking, what does she know for? Hmm, it feels fluid. May I remind you, yes, she's the inventor of liquid paper. That's a
2: great invention.
0: Yeah, especially for... People who make a lot of mistakes with their pens, like me. Or their
2: typewriters, for those of us who still have them. That's all we use here in the Teats home. We have 15 different typewriters now. Is mm-hmm. that
0: right? No. No, not at all. That's why we didn't get an episode out to you yesterday. We were typing up our notes on a yep. typewriter. And we ran out of ran right out. paper. Damn it all time. Liquid paper. Whew. You also share your birthday today with one Roger Bannister. He was... Wait, it
2: has nothing to do with going up the stairs. Oh. I just want to make that clear. Don't yeah. get your hopes up. There's no stair climbing. He
0: was given the last name Bannister. Couldn't he have capitalized on it somehow, some way.
2: I would have hoped. And at last, he stuck to flatland.
0: He is the first athlete to run a four-minute mile. That's right.
2: We were actually, before we knew this was it night before last yesterday, something we were talking about the fact that nobody believed you could run, that it was physically possible to run a four minute or sub four minute mile. But as soon as he did, all of a sudden it was like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. A whole bunch of people did it. It's, it's about breaking the boundaries of what we believe is possible. That's
0: right. Yes. It's the sort of esoteric belief that once an idea enters the human consciousness, that It gets picked up on by people Mm -hmm. everywhere.
2: Can't be stopped.
0: All right. Can we do some awesome stories from the past? I think we should. 1775, a major figure in the American Revolution, Patrick Henry, gives a speech featuring the phrase, give me liberty or give me death. Or give me whiskey. My name is
2: Patrick and I'm Irish. (laughs)
0: Probably would. He uh, may have had a little whiskey when he said this. Yeah. Because, let's Who be honest, that?
2: <laughs> that's that's like a real shitty spectrum of choices.
0: Yes. Liberty or death. Cake or death.
2: Yes. Yeah, well, that's a whole other thing.
0: That's a whole other thing. Well, that's pretty restrictive. restricted. He left out so many options. Really painted himself into a corner on he that. He did. Now, according to a random Google search done by Kyle, Ed Sheeran... Identified in 2011 that another option could have been give me love.
2: Yeah, he wrote a whole damn
0: song about it. Did you just type in the words give me and I, saw did. Like yes, I did. Yes, I did. That's
2: exactly what I did. Oh. No, I, I didn't even wait for the autofill. I just clicked carriage return, which is what we call it on typewriters. It was the <laughs> enter key.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Who on this planet even knows that it's called carriage return? Only Please tell me. Only
2: poor. People like me, whose minds cannot let go of the facts that have no value in life.
0: <laughs> well, other search results included Give Me Five. Like, Give Me Five? Yeah. The, the game you like to play with Nico. Yeah. All right. Give Me Meaning. That's kind of sad. People are Googling that. It is.
2: It is. I don't like
0: it. Give Me the Love Tonight. There we is, go.
2: <laughs> how pathetic is it that they're Googling that? <laughs> can you digitally give me
0: the love maybe somebody can somebody has much.
2: they've made a whole business model out
0: that's of that's right what's your personal favorite my
2: personal favorite was give me give
0: me there we go
2: because oh, wow yeah what all could that be it could be everything give me give me yes all right well 1909 former president theodore roosevelt departed he left the borders of our country for africa
0: the continent of africa this was 1909 1909 i'm imagining i'm assuming he was on a steamboat
2: um it was an ocean or just a the titanic uh, what are what's the what are the planes called that can land on water is it it's not a biplane what's it called Water plane. Water plane. Someone... <laughs> aqua plane. Someone that's screaming at their phone, share that in the Awesome Today Facebook group. There's a name for it, and I can't think Fan of it in boat. the moment. Now, you're thinking of Louisiana and the swamps yes. and yes. things. Um, in any event, I imagine that whatever it was he left on, the Indiana Jones music was playing. Yes. And there was a map that got thrown up on the screen of your life, and you saw the dotted lines moving yes. around. Okay. So... The purpose of his trip was to hunt for and collect specimens for the Smithsonian Institute. Okay. This was
0: wait. Was he a sitting president or no?
2: I, I no. I think he was done presidenting.
0: Okay. I'm bad at early 20th century yeah, I, history. I, and I'm probably a wrong. Lot of history, honestly, but I
2: don't believe he was. He was not president at the time, or he would not have had the luxury. So it could have been Certainly. before or after. Okay. Whatever the case may be, he was definitely. In that era, what would have been known as a, a manly man, an outdoorsy man, all of that. So he's he's leaving to perform exactly what the era was known for, the Great Safari okay. in Africa. Mm-hmm. This is where people traveled the world to see new and exotic animals and, of course, to shoot
0: them. Of course, because humans are nothing if not problematic. We
2: like to shoot things, but don't judge too harshly. okay. Um, recall that this was one, and this isn't even in the notes. I'm just offering some defense because he seems like a pretty good dude as presidents go, which is a pretty damn low bar, but nonetheless, he seemed like a decent dude. This was the era before we would have had access to knowing what anything looked like, and he was collecting specimens for the Smithsonian so that those of us here in the U.S. who could never make it to Africa might see what in fact
0: is a... What's an okapi? Well, yeah. Listen, I took my children, our children, we share them together. I took them to the zoo on Friday in Oklahoma it's City. It's true. We and saw the okapis. We
2: got kicked out for shooting the damn animals.
0: <laughs> no, we didn't. Uh, uh,
2: just me, fine. Uh, fine, it was me.
0: We saw the okapis. I wrote an I, my very first ever uh, quote-unquote book report was <clears throat> about okapis.
2: You've told me this.
0: Um Anyway, how am I in Oklahoma going to see an no old copy? Because if it's 1909, I have no way of doing that. Right?
2: Al Gore has not yet created the interwebs.
0: Exactly. Yes. So Roosevelt's
2: safari was one of the most famous in history. Okay. Um, no small part because the party consisted of certainly himself, his son, who now I'm forgetting he had a, he had an unfortunate name, Kermit. In fact, was his son's name. Um, And I'm sorry for him for that. Let's all take a moment of silence.
0: I mean, to be fair, it was before the Muppets. So nobody was thinking of him as a green frog.
2: I don't know. I think the Muppets only were like, of course, Kermit's a frog that's green.
0: (laughs) Okay. But how many other people were on this trip?
2: Well, it's, it's good that you might ask. Because besides those two, there were at least 250 Porters? Porters? which are basically manservants and guides and whatnot.
0: So that was almost a mountain of people. It
2: was damn close. It was certainly bigger than a molehill of people. Mm -hmm. Um, It inspired then Roosevelt's 1910 book, African Game Trials, which it was at least partially, if not heavily, responsible for inspiring the hunts and writings of one Ernest Hemingway.
0: Another great dude bro from the past.
2: That's right. Now, all of the fanfare around Safari made its way to Hollywood and inspired more than a few tales of thrill on the silver screen. Mm -hmm. And while there were a lot of, definitively, we could look back now through eyes of modern day and say, oh, that was unnecessary. You just shot that thing for no reason. Mm -hmm. Unfortunate and bad and all of that. um, It's kind of a fascinating thing to me in how things played out, because it was, in fact, these same hunters. It was It was there. They were the YouTubers of their day before YouTube existed.
0: Influencers, even.
2: Influencers. They looked around and were like, hold on just a damn minute. People are killing all the animals. And while their motives may not have all been pure, and that they are like, you're killing my livelihood. Because if you kill too many, there's none for me to kill and I can't do the things. In any event, it... It, it allowed all of these people to recognize the need for and then ultimately themselves champion the cause for conservation. They helped then to introduce laws to protect wildlife and used their their popular writing to create public awareness of the importance of maintaining both the scenery and the wildlife of Africa, and other locations for generations to come.
0: Interesting.
2: Now, you and I, we live in a part of the country where hunting is quite popular.
0: Indeed.
2: And if you, listener, don't live in a place where that's popular, then it it might be pretty easy to just immediately go to a conjuring of a a relatively ugly picture of hunters. Mm -hmm. Um, That's untrue. Now, there's certainly going to be those who would participate in an ugly fashion, but that's a very small percentage anymore. Yeah. Tiny.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, You might be surprised to discover how conscientious the majority of hunters really are. Um, And much like what happened surrounding the era of the safari, most hunters today are actually concerned, if not deeply concerned, with proper wildlife population management, And with preserving the habitat,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: often, like in the case of, say, wild hogs, and anybody that's Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, and probably a few other states as well, recognize that they're a big damn problem.
0: They're a huge problem. It sounds funny. It's easy to make a lot of jokes about this, but genuinely... It's destructive. N- yeah, destructive, lethal. Mm-hmm. They will literally kill humans.
2: Yeah, just for shits and giggles. <laughs>
0: Not to mention wreck the uh, livestock and the, um, what's it called, agriculture.
2: Agriculture, the habitat itself yes. in, in a wild sense where there is no farm. Right. Um, yeah, they're they're horribly destructive. They are, they're, I would argue, worse than goats in that fashion. Absolutely. So by... By monitoring populations, by having uh, hunting practices in place, they they keep that population managed to a degree, which affords better balance to population of what would have been animals that either not directly prey, but certainly victim to the habitat being destroyed. Yeah. And this is true of, of many other types of, of wild game as well, where population control is important. This is... It's it's elk in some areas. It's alligators in the swamplands. Deer, deer, all the things. Um, and I'm not aware. I, again, certainly there's abusers out there, but for the most part, those who are really avidly into this community, which I'm not, I have no, I have no dog in the fight, if you will,
0: or wild hog in the fight,
2: or wild hog in the brush or whatever, something. Um, most of these people, they aren't just out there like, let's see how many we can shoot and watch them fall. They're, no. They're shooting a thing in in the most respectable fashion possible, where there's no suffering, all of that. And they're consuming it. Yes. They're making use of, of all of that. Exactly. So there's that.
0: Yes, that's true. I have had my own assumptions and presumptions about people who are into hunting, um... Uh, Changed by getting to know them. And Mm -hmm. also, it's so fascinating because I would guess this is the case in every state in the United States. There's a lot of laws, rules, regulations, licensing, all of those things. It's not um, what you might imagine, it's all created to protect. Both the environment and people, and it's a, it's and a whole interesting thing. And animals. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in hunting. I'm not either.
2: I thought I would be for a time, and I looked into a lot of stuff, and eventually was just like, no, nah, I, I don't want to do that.
0: It involves some early mornings, if we're being honest. Or staying all night in a deer blind. In cold weather. Yeah. Which
2: I think I've well pointed out now. I hate.
0: Yeah. Why are our dogs so noisy? Uh, they're oh. looking ridiculous. Yes. Upside down sleeper, Stella. Yes. She's cute. Okay. And somebody. 1857. Going back in time from Teddy's... Uh, yeah, yeah, I was
2: out of order again.
0: It's okay. Just want everyone to realize we're going back to 1857 when Elisha Otis installs his very first elevator.
2: Everyone, probably everyone, has ridden oh, yes. on an Otis elevator. I
0: did just days ago. Big Otis across the bottom there. It was the first Why one. are you looking
2: at its bottom?
0: <laughs> I Sicko. can't help it. Yes. This is so attractive to look down there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, first elevator, 488 Broadway in New York. I'm guessing that's New York City? Yes. Well, prior to this install, he had introduced his concept at the 1852 New York Exposition. That's where you would do such a thing Good. He lifted the elevator to a significant height.
2: Perhaps as high as a mountain. We don't mm-hmm. know.
0: Then he dramatically cut the cable. No! Oh, Elisha. oh my goodness. <laughs> what are you doing, sir? Think of the children! Won't someone? Showing that his safety design prevented the elevator car from plunging to the earth. Raise your hand if you're listening right now and you've ever had a anxiety dream where you're in an elevator that's free falling is that just me i have that dream often
2: okay well i actually did plunge to the earth
0: is that true no not at all okay that's a recurring theme in my worst of anxiety dreams is that i'm in an elevator that's either shooting upward into the sky hurtling through space with nothing to stop it or plunging to the bottom and there's nothing you can do to control it maybe it's the realization we can't control the universe and it It could be. Seeps into my subconscious and I have these anxiety dreams. Anyway, Mr. Otis's contribution was that safety mechanism, the historical concept and use of the elevator is much older. It goes back to antiquity.
2: Even further. It's like anti-antiquity. It's before antiquity existed.
0: Are we talking about this in the context of like, um, the, uh, Nope. I was going to say lever. A lever. That doesn't make sense. No, no. What's it's, a it's, pulley system!
2: It is it is pulley system, okay. and it's far more advanced than just a single pulley and hauling a rope and a bucket up a thing.
0: Well, speaking of far more advanced, speaking of Roman antiquity, Roman architect Vitruvius... Great name. ...reported that the first elevator was created by Archimedes. Damn
2: a- you, Archimedes! Stealing all the good inventions!
0: No, he thought him up. He brought him into the human consciousness.
2: Did he? Yeah. Or was he a time traveler?
0: Maybe. In roughly 236 BC, some people might say BCE even. They might. uh, It was powered by either humans or animals. Then in AD 80, roughly 20. That sounds
2: the same, AD 80. Yeah,
0: it does. (laughs) It's it absolutely the, the
2: letters A D, the letters eight zero wait, letters A D and the numbers eight
0: zero. They, yeah. uh, did you do this to me on purpose? I you put didn't, this in my notes to I didn't. Me up. You
2: picked this topic. So
0: <laughs> In the year 80 A-D, AD, or again, some people might say AT C E. Roughly 25 elevators were used in the building of the Colosseum, again in Rome. Each lift was capable of moving 600 pounds, 23 feet up when powered by eight men. Eight
2: men, the patriarchy. Okay,
0: for all of the advances, <laughs> for all of the advances enjoyed in elevator technology, it still only takes one bold person to push all of the buttons on that freaking elevator panel and screw over everyone That's else right. on board. It's almost always a kid. Keep your kids away from the button panel, we please. Can-
2: Pretend to put a man on the moon, but we can't get the damn elevator to work.
0: Have you ever been on an elevator where someone pushed too many buttons? Yeah. On accident or on
2: purpose? Oh on purpose. Okay. I knew who the kid was. We were it was my dad the company my dad worked for. We went on a business trip to um crap. It was in New Mexico and I can't remember Riadosa.
0: What was I gonna say? Riadosa. Riadosa, New
2: Mexico. We stayed at Inn of the Mountain Gods and one of my dad's co-workers, his son was a complete little turd. Hmm. He's about two years younger than me, and he got on the elevator. He literally
0: mashed, mashed
2: all the buttons. And then as the door was closing, because this was before the motion sensors, True. you had to crush the rubber edge to keep it from closing. <laughs> yeah. He leapt through the door laughing like an ass. Yes. And then we, we had to, it wasn't a huge, It's like three or four floors <laughs> it was all, but it was still a pain <laughs> in the butt. To have to ride down each one and stop and just ding and sit there like I, I'm going to kill him later.
0: I will murder. I, he'll be a murder of crows if I have anything to do about it. Perfect. That's a of crows. It a is. Murderer.
2: A murderous mountain of crows. Yes. 1896. Okay. This is not awesome. Oh, great. Here we go. As a precursor to Prohibition, an evil finger of foreshadowing... If you will. The Rains Law is passed by New York State Legislature. It prevented the Sunday sale of alcohol to hotels.
0: It's highly prejudicial. It's an outrage. Yeah.
2: What else in 1896 could make for a better Sunday than renting a hotel room and getting fall down drunk? No more. No more. You can't do it. They were
0: unaware of the concept of Sunday Funday.
2: Indeed. Indeed.
0: All right. 1969. This is a loosely buckle your seatbelt. Yeah, it's
2: just eyeball it. Know where it is.
0: Yes. Be prepared. Compared to the likes of the Newport Jazz Festival, a 4th of July celebration, or even a Billy Graham crusade, 35,000 of America's teens gathered in the orange bowl well, not the orange ball no the orange bowl in Miami Florida that's now, a stadium look it's March it's it's a great time to go to Miami let's be honest but these kids no. were here for a higher calling in nineteen sixty nine the participants clapped waved flags and held up signs it wasn't one rally of teenage rebellion no no, no. It was a team rally for decency and entertainment. Unbellion?
2: Re- Anti-bellion.
0: Anti-bellion. Yes. Thank you. This was on the cusp of the Love Everybody hippie movement that would follow into the uh, late 60s, early 70s, right? It was on the cusp of it.
2: Or in the cusp, as I wrote.
0: Yes. It was on the heels of a recent rock performance by the rock band The Doors. I love The Doors. Lead singer Jim Morrison exposed himself on stage to over 12,000 youngsters.
2: His wiener. His peenie.
0: His peenie was on display. But listen, if you're not in the first few rows, can you even see what's happening? It
2: depends how big a man he is.
0: Maybe so. But they didn't have jumbotrons back in those days.
2: He may have been a jumbo Jim.
0: I don't know. Oh, my Lord. You took it there. The popularity of this rally for decency inspired others around the country and even the participation of clergy and movie and pop stars.
2: Yeah. Everybody wanted on board with that bandwagon.
0: Sure. In May of the same year, 1969, a rally in Baltimore, Baltimore, what's wrong with me? Don't know. Baltimore, the birthplace of the Awesome Today co-host Kyle, Mm -hmm. uh, went completely off the rails.
2: Yes. It was a bad demonstration.
0: Promoters had promised an appearance by James Brown. He was the hardest-working man in show business. They thought they could get him there.
2: He liked to yell, and that's what you needed a rally, a good yeller.
0: That's right. Drew a crowd over 40,000. The rally was later described as anti-long hair, anti-rock and roll, anti-Jim Morrison's peenie, and a complete and utter stone-cold bore. Yeah. I mean, honestly. It was a procession of young speakers. Who? This is a quote. This is a quote. This it is was a quote. quote. I have to censor it, you guys. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, I'm glad you do. Yeah. It was a procession of, of young speakers who stood up to the microphone and told how godliness and purity of spirit would triumph over people who said shit and frick. Yeah. If F they word. said the real word, which I'm not going to say on air, I'll lose my career and my license. I don't know if I would. I don't have a license. <laughs> the
2: FCC is, we're not on their radar yet, so.
0: And uh, Frick Word and Smoke Dope and Don't Have No Respect. That's, don't Have No Respect. That's bad grammar, and I'm not here for it.
2: There's parts of Florida where
0: that's good grammar. Okay, except that the sound system was so bad, hardly anyone in the stadium could hear anything. Yeah. Nor could they see Jim Morrison's peenie. It's
2: true. They didn't have PowerPoint yet.
0: Yep. To get everybody really good and that
2: angry. peenie point?
0: Ooh. Oh, I don't point 2. Um what made really everyone angry was that James Brown did not appear. Yeah. And then a full-on riot ensued. Yeah. it's the James Brown riot. <laughs> the popularity of the rallies rapidly dissipated after that poor showing. Some say that the greatest outcome was actually just a halfway passed anti-obscenity bill. That was more or less not enforceable. Now, here in 2021, we got your WAP win and Grammys, so you can see we've come a long way, well, baby, since 1969.
2: It's uh, it's all a matter of what you want to look at on stage. Mm-hmm. And so far, peonies have still not really established themselves as the thing people want to see. Tell that to all the dude bros who enjoy sending peony pics. That's different. It's not on a stage.
0: It's on the stage of your
2: iPhone. It's, right. It's a private stage, maybe. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe not as private as you think. It's not. It's um, n-
0: Listen, it's never as private as you
2: think. Here's what's important, is that 1999, Ricky Martin blessed the world with his release of Livin' La Vida Loca
0: mm-hmm. that
2: went on to sell over 8 million copies. And he didn't even have to show his peony.
0: He did not. He was living crazy life.
2: He probably... Thought about showing it, but then somebody was like, hey, remember how that shit went down with Jim. Don't do it. Don't do it, Ricky.
0: You got enough going on without showing your peenies. That's right. 2006, France changes a law that was first enacted in 1804. That's an old law. It's an old law. I want you to hold in your mind the year 2006. That law had set the legal age of marriage at 15 for women and 18 for men. Finally, France decided to catch up with the rest of the European Union. They raised the marriageable age of women to a respectable 18.
2: Respectable
0: indeed. I feel like in the United States, the age of legal marriage is variable by state.
2: Variable by state and variable by parental consent.
0: Okay. Well, I was a mere 20 years old when you and I got married. I
2: had to have parental consent. (laughs) No. It's not true. In fact, I didn't. I did get it, though.
0: You got a blessing. Not I the same as, like, legal got, consent.
2: Got parental consent. I called your dad and said, I said, hey, I've been dating your daughter for a while now, as you may well know. It's the first time I ever talked to him. And said, I am planning... What?
0: You went to visit me this summer before.
2: <laughs> okay. So, it's the second time I'd ever talked to him. Second time I'd ever talked to him. Yeah. And I said... I would like to ask her to marry me and I wanted your permission. And he uh, 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 he went through some of those and then said, well, you'll have to ask Megan.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Yeah.
2: And I was like, that's pretty much what I just said. <laughs> sir, sir, where are you? <laughs> uh,
0: whoo, what's next?
2: 2007. Well, nervous fans. And believe me, They were nervous. Mm -hmm. I know a few of them. They were nervous. They were finally able to relax when Emma Watson, who had been hesitating, finally signs on to appear as Hermione Granger in the final three Harry Potter films.
0: I don't know why she was hesitating, but if it was about money, you go, Emma, you get yours. I'm
2: sure it was about money.
0: Yes. There probably
2: was some... uh, This is speculation on my part, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. There was probably some, some... Female flexing mm-hmm. to say, "Oh well, you know, I don't want it to impact my other artistic endeavors, and it was half-assed and all of that." Because she knew, if she'd hold out just a little, the money would be that much better.
0: Good for you, Emma Watson. Right on. Get that cash. Twenty sixteen, an investigation, and investigation. If I'm not making that. Clear. In in an. In an investigation of Shakespeare's tomb, there, the conclusion was made that his skull probably had been stolen. Yeah. Well Yeah, if, think about that. Yeah. That's and, what happened to me. What? Yeah. In an eighteen seventy nine edition of the Hargasi magazine, a story is told of a man who agreed to steal the, steal. Sometimes I my Oklahoma accents. Just Pokes its ugly head out. Yeah, it's true. Agreed to steal the skull for a wealthy collector. And he hired a gang of rave... What
2: the heck? Of rave grobbers. <laughs> Them damn rave grobbers will get you every time.
0: I feel like we're I'm making people lose the thread. He hired a gang of grave robbers to assist the robbery itself. Was- and they said, damn, no. Get the rave grobbers. This is below us. <laughs> <laughs> The robbery itself was claimed to have occurred way, way on back in 1794. Now, the 2016 investigation confirmed that the grave's absence of a skull, that was yeah, true. Yeah, it but was.
2: It was absent of a skull. It
0: was. But from there, there's little more than speculation. Well, I mean, if a skull's not there, probably someone took it, you or guys. Or was it just misplaced?
2: Yeah. yeah. Don't lose your head. That type oh, of thing. No.
0: What, what do you think happened? I think that this did happen, exactly. I think some wealthy literary snob was like, you know what I must have to complete my collection? The Skull of Shakespeare.
2: It's possible. I don't know.
0: I am not. I don't like it. I'm not for it, but I think that's what happened.
2: Well, if it's going to be stolen, it might as well be stolen by a fanatic. Okay. Otherwise, it's just boring, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like some deviance that wanted to just... Steal a skull for no damn reason. That's not sexy. No. Well, 2020, almost yesterday. As you might imagine, there are more than a few headlines for this day relating to COVID. They suck, as does COVID, so I'm not going to talk about them.
0: That's a good producerial decision. Hey, we've got some trending to talk about. Got a few. During and after, I know you remember this because you and I joke about this all the time. During we do. during and after the Obama administration, it became memeably popular.
2: That's not a word, according
0: to spell check. No, but I agree with the word memeably. I like it. Memeably mm-hmm. popular to identify any problem, then tag it with "Thanks Obama." I like to stylize it with all caps. Thanks Obama.
2: Yeah. Throw some funk on it. Thanks Obama.
0: Yeah now though we've not yet had a catchy phrase attached the number of situations where trump is being blamed are definitely on the rise seeing as he has historically been identified more readily as an entertainer than a statesman it's fun to look forward to where this might be going
2: indeed and on that note news on the crisis at our southern border suggests that during the month of February alone, traffickers were making as much as $14 million a day. Now, sources from the Democratic Party, of course, insist that this is Trump's fault. And we're really just at a creative block. We need some good nomenclature around this. So join us in the awesome today facebook group if you're not there the standards for admission are superlatively low yeah just apply come on in with suggestions of clever or fun phrases that can help us blame president trump
0: come on in we gotta find a phrase let's do it
2: we need something
0: also trending
2: if you have received the vaccination and if you haven't how dare you
0: well we haven't we
2: haven't how dare us okay yet um, but if you have, Krispy Kreme has a donut for you—a free one. A free one, and oh, I can't wait to see the scams that arise from this. People making mass photocopies of their proof of this and just walking away with donuts, selling them on eBay or Craigslist. The Craigslist donut killer. There's gotta be. There's gotta be <laughs> something on the horizon here.
0: Uh, hot take: Krispy Kreme donuts not good.
2: Um, they're only good when they're fresh and hot. And even then they're not good. They're, they're just kind of crack cocaine.
0: That's fair. Okay. I needed to look up my trending that I found. Guess what? You guys, you've got your spaghetti. You've got your uh, rotini. You've got your macaroni. You've got your bucatelli. There is a brand new shape of pasta on the scene.
2: Where are my pearls? I need to clutch them.
0: Don't clutch them. Get your pot of water boiling to get ready to cook up some pasta. Pearls
2: are in the water. (laughs)
0: Listen, I'm telling you, you guys heard it here first. A brand new type of pasta called cascatelli is here. It was made in conjunction with uh, the host of a podcast. Really? Relevant to our work. Sporkful is a culinary discussion podcast. The host name is Dan Pashman. He partnered with New York-based pasta maker Foglini. I can't pronounce it. I'll put it in the group. It means waterfalls in Italian. So the pasta shape itself looks like a tiny, starchy cascade of water. That's pretty remarkable. How do you make a cascade of water into a
2: pasta? They include no picture, which makes me think... What? It's a very crappy representation. That's what it looks like. Oh, they do have a picture, and it's a very crappy representation.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, it's designed to maximize three essential qualities, which Pashman, the host of Sportful, believes all pasta shapes should be judged by these. Forkability. How easy is it to get and keep that pasta on a fork? sauceability How well the noodles hold a sauce. Listen, you're going to love this last one. sinkability. How satisfying is it to eat? Cascatelli, Mm. everyone, you heard it here first. Look for it in stores near you sometime soon.
2: Here in a week or so, major media outlets will catch up with us and you'll hear of it then. And you'll say, Oh I already knew. Thanks for trying, though. Good try, CNN. Maybe you should go back to trying to crap on somebody else. I don't know.
0: We at Sort of Awesome Media frequently frequently scoop the mainstream media, and I will tell yeah. you my favorite one to take down every time is the New York Times. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times we have reported, and I say reported loosely. We've talked about a thing. Months later, it comes up in the New York Times, and the awesomes everywhere are like, um, duh. yeah. yeah. I'm an awesome. I already knew that. That's
2: the benefit of being part of the awesome community. Mm-hmm. You know things and they cease to be interesting before they ever become interesting for those who lag behind. There we go. Well, it's probably time for, oh gosh, now it's going to be World okay. of oh, oh, Because we've added a few things. Oh at my. The end. It's watch, read, listen, lifestyle, Florida, Oklahoma, today. Oh my. To watch. You need to do this. I'll wait a moment if you need to get something to write with or if you refuse to rely on technology that advanced and you need to get your typewriter out. Or if you prefer voice memos, whatever, you're getting your things ready. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Now they're ready. You need to go to YouTube. And you need to check out Aussie Man Reviews. Mm -hmm. It is most always entertaining it is absolutely always inappropriate.
0: You spell it O-Z-Z-Y, by yes. the way. Yes,
2: Ozzy Man Reviews. Yep. And he's not mansplaining. He's Ozzy-splaining, yes. actually. Yes, um, Yesterday's video was about porch pirates. Yep. Which are the people that steal packages off your porch. He has gained access to people's ring doorbell footage and whatnot. Um it's beautiful. You yep. need to watch it. Yep. It's a good laugh, but there is some pretty rough profanity intermingled because that's who Ozzy Man is, and he's not apologizing.
0: He will not apologize for his language, but he will make you laugh. You sent me this one, and I enjoyed it. It's really. Watching wise, we've continued to work our way through season one of Lost. In this moment, they have definitely, John Locke and Boone have discovered the hatch.
2: The hatch.
0: It's interesting when I keep, like, f- having my own flashbacks, you know, part of To so when you found
2: the hatch in our backyard?
0: Yeah, that's right. Part of Lost is the flashback uh, concept. It's a big part. But I've been having my own flashbacks to when we watched this for the first time. The discovery mm-hmm. of the hatch on the island is so pivotal. We were never more
2: thankful for bingeability. Yes. Because the thought of having to wait... At all to see what was happening next. That's unbearable.
0: Speaking of bingeability, I have almost no self-control when it comes to loss. I keep wanting to say yes to the next episode. However, last night was the first night I did start to drift off to sleep. You had to check to see if I was awake.
2: That's a gentle way of saying that you snorted my face. Did I? A little bit. I'm sorry. A little bit.
0: Anyway, we've continued with our Lost Rewatch, therefore we have not watched much anything else right now.
2: We have nothing to read, but that does transition into a listen that you have.
0: Yeah, so here's a thing I discovered, and I guess you could read this if you wanted to. There is, in this moment, an active subreddit devoted to Lost. I was doing a little Googling. I was trying to remember something in the Lost timeline and a post from the Lost subreddit came up and I was like, there's a Lost subreddit? Of course there is. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, well, probably it's not very active anymore because it's been over 10 years. Um, it's actually coming up on 20 years. Not, we're not there yet. Coming up on 20 years since Lost premiered. So I thought, well, surely it's not an active subreddit anymore. Oh, I was wrong. It's an active subreddit. Anyway, as I was reading that, somebody had asked, like, what's a good lost podcast to listen to? From that thread, I discovered there's a lost podcast called, wait for it, you guys, Down the Hatch. Oh, my. I almost started listening to it today when I was having some dental work done, but I decided I wanted to save it for a moment when I was not mm, distracted. More by coherent. It. Yes, exactly. Anyway... You've
2: segued yourself into lifestyle.
0: I did. So here we go. Lifestyle-wise, today I had a root canal and a temporary crown put on. Um, Mostly, this isn't the most awesome of lifestyles, but I have to say, it's dental work I've been putting off for a long time, both out of fear of how much it would cost, and it did cost a lot, but also... Uh, who likes to have a root canal? Everyone in culture tells you root canal like the worst possible thing. Right, right. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. It, it was, was very fast. It was over. I was back home in an hour and a half after my appointment began. And and
2: it's like an hour away drive no. because we live out in the middle of the rough country of Oklahoma.
0: Our dentist is two blocks from our house. I two blocks. If I weren't lazy, I could have walked.
2: But oh, Whatever.
0: I mean, it's literally like two blocks away.
2: Look, don't walk. Whatever you do, don't walk. Don't watch walk your. <laughs> don't watch your. Canal. Not through some of the neighborhoods between here and there.
0: No, that's wrong. What are you trying to do? I don't know.
2: What am I doing?
0: What I'm trying to say is, the appointment you've been putting off. Go ahead and make the appointment. You will feel so much better on the other side of it. And on
2: the other side of the hatch.
0: Yes, that too see on the other side brother
2: mm-hmm. okay you're cheating you can't move that far ahead into lost all right well as subcategories of lifestyle number one we mentioned florida man yep the other day and it's good march 23rd 2020
0: that was last year my friend
2: yeah florida man who's on a mixture of drug and bath salts yeah because that's a thing i didn't know it is he headbutted a car and he slapped the fire chief. Wow. Two bold moves. Yeah. Actually cracked a windshield, headbutting it, and then mm. grabbed the fire chief. I don't know if it was the chief or not. The headline was chief. Other stories argued. Grabbed by the, the shirt front, pulled in, and just slapped the crap out of him. Right. That's the thing. Um, there's not that many people in the world that can boast having slapped a, a fire chief or fireman of any kind or firewoman, person,
0: yeah. fire individual
2: pirate. fire pirate
0: no firefighter fire pirates fire the
2: fire pirates uh, never slap a fire pirate yep it burns you
0: listen kids stay off the bath salts is the main thing we want you to do. and
2: leave the damn fire personnel alone
0: firefighters
2: fire personnel
0: okay that's not what they're called
2: that's what i'm calling them not to be completely outdone sure though also not exactly on the, the same date we have an Oklahoma man story. Mm-hmm. This was late this past week.
0: Yeah, a mere, a mere few days ago.
2: Oklahoma man is in custody after stealing a Frito Lay truck yep. and leading police on a pursuit from Oklahoma City to Enid, which yep. is about 90 miles. Yep. The chase ended when an Oklahoma Highway Patrol trooper shot the truck's tires. Which is freaking awesome!
0: Just shut up. He's like, I'm over it.
2: Shoot up the tires. No desire to be law enforcement, except for this moment, because I have always wanted to shoot a vehicle's tires.
0: Well, hey, you might have your chance, and I—I I would like to say, though, I rarely stick up for the criminal in a story. Perhaps he just needed the free to lay truck to celebrate that national chip and dip day which is today.
2: He was ahead of the game that he should have waited. Yeah. There's like a twelve hour window of amnesty. Yes. He violated it.
0: He did. So it's his own fault.
2: It it is, yes. I think he thought it looked like a good meth lab on wheels and probably so had other plans in mind.
0: It is Oklahoma.
2: Or yes. I was going to say something else, and then it didn't make sense, so I'll not say it, and we'll pretend like I did not ramble. Okay. Is there anything else that the good people should know? I think we've covered the gambit
0: today, and the murder of crows.
2: And the mountain of dead crows.
0: No, mountain of people.
2: People, crows. Uh, dead. Counting Without crows. skulls. Here we go. Have an awesome today, would you?
0: Please, please, please do.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.
1: While I do hold a modicum of respect for pirates, that does not include porch pirates. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found.